From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disney Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 150, for the week of June 6, 2013. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, and Michael Bowling, plus Diz Senior Editor Leah Zanola and her husband David. In this segment, we talk about the Zanola's first trip to Southern California and Disneyland. Hello, Leah. Hello, David. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks. Hello. Before we get started, I hear we have another special guest. We do. Jacob wanted to tell you guys what he thought his favorite part of the trip was. How old is Jacob? Jacob is seven. He's going into second grade. Hi. Hi, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. What was your favorite part, Jacob? Cars Land. Cars Land? Mm -hmm. What did you like about it? I liked that it felt like you were actually in Radio Springs. What was your favorite ride in Cars Land? Radio Springs Racer. Yeah. Did it go fast? Yeah. Did you win the race? Yep. How many times did you get to go on it? Four. Four? Did you win every time? Yep. Awesome. Did you get to, did you get your tires changed or did you get your car painted or did you get to do both? Both. Both. Awesome. That's awesome. You get to experience everything. Did you like, um, did you like Mater's Junkyard Jamboree? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you get sick spinning? Yeah. Yeah. How about he may or may he, he may or may not have gotten squished when Uh-oh. Lard Daddy was in the middle and him and his brother were on the side. They are thankful <laughs> that there were those foam padding because whenever we turned a quick corner, their heads just got squished by a large man sitting in between them. Jacob, what no, was that's your, okay. <laughs> what was your favorite ride at Disneyland Park on the other side? Did you have a favorite ride over there? Um. The bobsled. The bobsleds, the Matterhorn. Oh, that's awesome. one of my favorites, too. Did you ride them at night? Um, no, because my brother, because my brother, I had to go on it with my brother, but my brother was like, no, it's too scary at night because of the Yeti. Oh, it, yeah. it is scary at night. <laughs> I, always tell, I always tell my son to scream back at the Yeti and scare him. Oh. <laughs> All right, Jacob. It's nice to talk to you. Thanks for talking to us. Welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hi. Awesome. I just love him. <laughs> this is Jonah. Okay, Jonah. Hi, Jonah. Hi, Jonah. Hi, Jonah. Hey, buddy. So how did you like Disneyland? I liked it. Did. What was your favorite thing about it? Uh... We did the Springs Racers. Hmm. What else? Uh, I like Space Mountain. Awesome, my favorite. Did it go really yep. fast? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favorite thing you like to eat? Uh. At first, I like to eat the macaroni and cheese. Nice. It is super good. As is every normal kid. <laughs> How about Legoland? Did you like Legoland? Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite thing there? Uh, a roller coaster that's called Tyrannosaurus. A Tyrannosaurus roller coaster. Oh my goodness. That sounds scary. Was it scary? No. No. Okay. Just like. On a Lego dinosaur, on the, it's, it's made together with Legos and they grew them together. Uh-huh. So it would stay. And when you're driving into the Legoland Hotel, uh-huh. you, you, I mean, you like see like Lego people and, and like Lego sculptures on, um, um, everything. And when you first enter, it, um, there's like, um, a, <laughs> um, there's like, um, a giant dragon, um, uh-huh. in the parking lot in front, um, and his tail is like sticking out of the bottom thing where you walk, where you walk under. Neat. Okay, thanks for, thanks for getting on the phone, Jonah. Alright, thanks, Jonah. Have a good bed. 
That was awesome. All right, yeah. boys are off to bed. <laughs> All right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your trip. Let's let's kind of go in order, though. Let's start with Legoland. We haven't talked a lot about Legoland, so I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about the brand-new hotel and the park itself, actually. Yeah, so the hotel opened, I think, in April, um, the middle of April. Mm-hmm. And so they were offering a good deal, you know, a grand opening kind of thing. And so we did If just I remember one... correctly, you guys got a great deal on that. We, yes, we got a great deal. Um, and so we did one night, and then we got four two-day park hoppers plus breakfast with our with our package and we absolutely loved it. We originally had not thought that we were going to do Legoland because we thought, well that's another theme park, you know, we have to pay for each of us, you know, another day at the theme park and that'll take up a lot of time, but then we found this package and we decided that we would go ahead and do it and we absolutely loved it. It was perfect for the age of our kids. Um actually, it, it was perfect for the boys. Lydia is not 2 yet and so she's not that tall. And I don't remember David, I don't know if you remember what the height requirements were, but she wasn't tall enough to do anything. Yeah, I think a lot of them were around 34 inches, I believe, and she's not. She's just like she's right around 33, and so there there were a bunch that that she was unable to do. Yeah, so she pretty much spent two days in the stroller. But luckily, because she's not two, she didn't really care. You know, she thought it was fun to get out of the stroller and just run around. Right. And so mm. she wasn't, you know, she wasn't upset that she wasn't going on the rides, but. Um, the hotel itself is amazing. I mean, the outside is painted like Lego bricks. And so, you know, the kids thought, oh, my gosh, the hotel is made out of Legos. And um, there's just the the Lego people are called minifigures. And so there's those minifigures mm-hmm. all over the place and, like, life-size or, you know, child-size versions of them. In the lobby, there's a big, I don't know, kind of like a tank thing full of, that's not a good description, but I don't know, this, Big, well, how do you describe that thing, David? Full of Legos. There's probably about, I would say it's between 18 and 24 inches, a little bench seat that kind of surrounds and creates, yeah, kind of a big tank full of Legos that you walk on. And then there's a bunch of things that you can pick up those Legos that you're standing in and then cre- create things with them and then walk around this big pirate ship and those, these little castle walls. And that's all inside of the hotel. And what was really neat is since Legoland closed at 5 o'clock, both nights we were there, I guess the first night really is the only time we were, we were at the hotel, um, they have quote-unquote entertainment afterwards where some people dressed as, uh, you know, an adventurer and as a pirate and that kind of stuff come out and do a little dance party and play with the kids and stuff. So it was nice. I mean, it, it, it's not Disney caliber entertainment kids activities, obviously, but it was nice that they made an attempt that they realized the park closes at 5. Families who are here, they can go and eat, but there's still going to be a couple of hours around which they're going to need programming. And so uh, I think all that stuff was going on from about 6 till 9 o'clock right down there in the lobby. And so that was a nice touch to be able to have, um, as, you know, as well as being so close to the action. And what made it even better was that we got such a great deal on it. Yeah, and there was just a lot of fun little things, like when you go – to the elevator on the floor was this picture like on the carpet of a whoopee cushion and then on the wall it said something about what was that you and you jump on this whoopee cushion picture on the carpet and it makes this sound that a whoopee cushion makes jonah's making <laughs> jonah's making the sound and then the thing starts talking and says whoa you stinky pig and so <laughs> It it was really fun. So there was just fun little things like that. The elevator, you get in the elevator, and there's disco pictures of everything's Lego, disco Lego people, and on the wall. And then when the door closes, the lights turn off, disco a disco ball starts spinning, and music starts playing, and it just becomes this tiny little disco party for the you know minute that it takes to get to your floor, and then it immediately turns off, and the door opens, and it's like nothing ever happened. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot of fun little things like that. Everywhere. So. There, there are three different floors, so uh, the, the the floors all have different themes. There's one that's kingdom themed, so it's knight armor and all that kind of stuff. There's another floor um, that is uh, adventure themed, which is what we had, so it feels like the Lego version of Indiana Jones. They never use those words, but that, that's what it feels like. Uh, and then the other one was pirate themed. And so as you got off the elevator on each different floor, the minifigure of that character with that theme that was kind of across from the elevator announced that you were here on the adventure floor and it was really neat too I and mean, minifigures definitely had a presence 
not only at the hotel around the parks, but that's their version uh, at the hotel and at the park of pin trading. So each little, each, each kid in the hotel gets a little minifigure free in the hotel room and then they can either keep it or they can use it to trade. And so that was kind of neat to, to give them something to trade and you know, look for their special kinds. And there were, of course, the people that were going around and, uh, looking at all the cast members to trade for these special ones and people taking out boxes of these minifigures and feeling the wrappers to feel which kind it was. And our kids didn't get any of that, but they just thought it was neat to be able to find, you know, there was one with a baseball and there was one that was a skydiver and that kind of stuff. And so that was a neat, a neat little touch that I think would be a good connection for Disney fans to kind of know there is something that, that allows the, the kids to participate and interact with, uh, the employees at the, at the park and at the hotel. In the rooms, we had um, like an Indiana Jones themed room, and there was little Lego, like Lego bugs that were attached to the ceiling or the wall. There's a Lego parrot up in one corner. Um, in the bathroom, there was a hook that had a Lego hat hanging on it, like Indiana Jones had hung up his hat before he before he went to the bathroom, and so that was really mm. cute. And then the, another neat thing that I thought, sitting on like the little desk area was this big plastic Lego head, and that was the ice bucket. And then they also gave you two bottles of water and then two juice boxes, since this place is so all about kids. And then in the little selection of coffees and teas that were in the room, there was also hot chocolate mix. And so I thought that was kind of cool, because they know that there are going to be kids here. And so they were trying to cater not just to the parents, but also to the kids. There was also a child-sized peephole through the door. And so mm. it was just neat to see all those little things because I think they say their target audience is like kids age 2 to 12 or something like that. And so it was neat to see that they actually were doing that. It wasn't just that they were saying it was. So we we enjoyed it. We were there almost the whole day, the whole time the park was open. I think it was like 10 to 4 or 5, 10 to 5 the first day. And the second day we had planned just to go until noon, and we ended up staying until just about 4 o'clock because we liked it so much. And they, the boys were just having a blast. So. We would we would highly recommend Legoland. It was neat. Everything they could go on, even by themselves, and we could just stand and watch if we were t- too big for some of the rides because some of them were kind of small. But they were, it was, you know, a really safe place. They were able to go through the lines by themselves. There weren't any waits or anything. I mean, we probably, I don't know, if we waited 10 minutes maybe for one ride, but everything else was really short lines. And that could have been, too, when we were there. It might be busier in the summer because this was the first day that we were in California. So I think it was the 21st or 22nd. Right. So, but anyway, we loved it. We're very glad that we decided to end up going there because like I said, we weren't planning to go there in the beginning. So it was, it was definitely a win for us. So from there you moved over to Howard Johnson's, right? Yeah. We, um, after we left Legoland, it was like 3.45 or 4 o'clock and then we, drove, um, Tony gave us directions, and we drove up. Tony gave you directions. He did. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had Nancy check them. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Um, But actually, I was asking her for uh, restaurant um, recommendations or something, or a beach to stop at. So we drove up the PCH, and we actually were glad that we did it, but it was different than we thought. Okay. We didn't realize that we were driving through so many little towns. Mm -hmm. I guess we just had in our heads that it was just the ocean alongside us. And right. nothing else. And maybe there are parts of it that are like that. I don't know. Um, we stopped in, I think it was Newport Beach. And we went, um, we found a public beach and found a street that we could park on so we didn't have to pay right. to, to get to the beach or anything. And so we walked down to the beach and we just sort of wandered into the ocean a little bit. We didn't nice. swim or anything. We just sort of hung out and took our So, our you, so you can say you can. So you can yeah, say you have. And, Yes, and yeah, David well, and I were both wearing Illinois shirts, so it was like, here, look at us from the Midwest. And we've been to beaches before. We've been on cruises and everything, but we've never been to that side of the country, and so I thought we need to walk in, at least walk in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, that, that that whole process, I mean, we must have looked like, you know, your stereotypical <laughs> yeah, hick, right? Because we're, 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 we're in our little minivan, and we pull up, and we pull in the first little place that we had stopped and pulled up to a shack and said, Hi, we'd like to park. We're from Illinois. I just want to be on a beach. And so the guy kind of smiles and says, well, it's like $875 an hour, sir, to park. But if you go three stoplights this way and turn here, then it will be free. And so we said, okay, thank you. So we turned and went three stoplights and turned in the school parking lot, and that's nothing there. So then there was another shack, and he said, oh, it's $425 for half an hour to park here. So, but if you go down all the way this way, 
And so we probably spent a half an hour back and forth, back and forth, U-turn here, U-turn there, until we finally just found a street and didn't see any stickers on anybody's cars. And I stopped a local and said, can I park here or is my car going to get a boot on it? And they said, no, you can park here for as many hours as you want. And so we walked down and um, how long were we there, Leah? Probably an hour? Oh, maybe, maybe not that long. Yeah. I think you've described the experience from every single beach up and down the whole coast. (laughs) Because we do, I mean, we have that all the time. We go to Venice, we have the same issue. We go and we drive up and down until we can find something. So Yeah, and it wasn't, I mean, he's exaggerating, obviously, but I think it was, I think it was $15 a day and then $5 an hour. Yeah, it's expensive. And so we just thought we literally just want to walk on the beach. Like, yeah. we don't want to swim. We're not putting on swimming suits. We just want to stick our feet in the ocean for five minutes and then walk away after we take our picture. And so we just thought it's not worth it. So we found this one who found a spot on the street, and we saw a man walking his dog. We thought, he must live here. He has a dog with him. So we asked him, and he said we could stay. Um, but, I mean, I would – I'm glad that we did it. I think, you know, if we – if we continue coming back to California, I don't think it's something we would do every time, but we're glad that we did it to say that we had seen it. And we got to see, you know, some of the towns that you hear about on TV and everything. I think we drove through, we drove through Dana Point and Laguna Beach and, you know, some of those things. And so it was nice. And the way that we did it then is we had planned to drive all the way up to Long Beach, which was farther, but we actually stopped in Newport Beach, asked some other people walking where to go eat. So we found a Mexican restaurant and ate supper. Um, and then we just cut across to Anaheim from there. So I think we probably, I don't know, I think total was maybe four hours from leaving Legoland and driving, stopping at the beach, eating supper, and then driving to Anaheim. So it really, you know, it really wasn't um, it wasn't that long, but it was long enough for right. us to get to do all those things. And so, I, I mean, I would recommend it. I've had a couple people email me and ask, you know, how long should they plan for something like that? And I think it probably depends how far you want to go. We we decided at that point it was late enough in the evening. We'd seen what we wanted to see. Let's then go ahead and head into over by Disneyland so we could check in. You know, so you could you could make a full day of it if you wanted to wander through the towns. The towns looked really neat. We also had three children who hadn't had naps and were hyped up on apple fries from Legoland. And so we were ready mm. to to get to our next hotel, you know, but um, anyway, so I think you could kind of do it however you wanted. If you wanted to spend a little more time, I think you could, but so that's what we did, and then we headed straight to the Howard Johnson's, and we okay. checked in there, and I think it was probably 8 or 8.30 or so mm-hmm. when we got there and checked in, so. So you spent a couple nights there and did some Southern California non-Disney things, yeah, we spent... What are some, um, what are some of the highlights? That was Thursday night. So Friday, um, Nancy was actually off. Her kids were out of school and everything. So we went to Nancy's house. I think we... Well, we slept in. So I think maybe we got there at like 1230 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, something like that. Yeah, and so we had one of her daughters, and then Nancy hopped in the van with us. And we drove... Um, Nancy lives in Burbank, and so there's a lot of different movie studios and Disney things and stuff. And so she knows about all of it and is a wonderful historian. And so she told us about everything as we drove around. And I think we went up on um, to an outlook on Mulholland Drive so we could see the Hollywood Mm -hmm. sign, which was a highlight for all of us because, you know, that's something you see from the time that you're a little kid, you know, on TV. And so we loved getting to see that. Um, And what else? We saw a snake while we were up there. So yeah, that, that was, was exciting. It was a little grass. It was a little grass. <laughs> there was no biggie. Oh. Yeah, but um, the Swedish lady coming down the steps was frightened, and so that was kind of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and what else did we do? Let's see. Okay, we let's see. We drive around. We we drove by Warner Brothers. We drove um, by Disney. We then mm-hmm. went into Hollywood because we were hungry, so we went to dun 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 Roscoe's. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, so our choices were In-N-Out Burger, which I wanted to go to, but we'd uh-huh. seen lots of them. And so I thought, we can find one of those at another right. time. Or Roscoe's. And so we picked Roscoe's. And um, that place is busy. <laughs> so yes. it's very popular. But it was really good. The waffle is seriously the best waffle we've ever <laughs> had in our lives. And we're going to start adding vanilla to every waffle that we make from now on. Because, yeah. I think that's a secret. Amazing. Yeah, I think so, it's- too. So... 
we're going to have to do some experiments with waffles. But um, so that was really good. And then we did some more. You know, she pointed things out as we kind of drove through to get there. Oh, um, and we oh. went to. Then we went to Forest Lawn. Yeah, we oh, went yeah. to Forest Lawn Cemetery, and um, we went to look at Walt's grave. And so that was a really neat experience. That was actually something that our boys asked to do because that wasn't actually on our original itinerary. Wow. But um, I said something about it to Jacob, and he thought he would really like to go see that. So that was really neat to go see. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really we, nice day to go, too, because it was just really beautiful out. And mm-hmm. and it was also a nice day at the gravesite, too, because there weren't 20,000 little weird things hung in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that was really neat. Nice. And then um, we kind of looked at some of the other statues and stuff as we walked back back to the van and so there's some really neat artwork and things and so then as we oh, were the Lego there, the right, Lego special then, yeah we saw a sign for a Lego art exhibit which I'd actually seen a sign for at Legoland so we stopped there's a museum there and so we went in and were able to check out this really really cool I think it's called the art of the brick exhibit mm-hmm. yeah so we looked at that for a while um and I don't remember anything else specific we just we did a lot of driving around, um, and Nancy pointed out a lot of different things. And... Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and so then that was um, the end of as our boys call it the Nancy tour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We saw people in their open air buses, and we said, "Oh, our tour is so much better than this because it's free." <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's what we did that day, and then the next day was Saturday, and that day we had the Mary Jo tour. Okay, we were assigned a new tour guide. <laughs> yes, yes, we got a new tour guide and a new daughter. We also brought Nancy's other daughter on this day. Um, so we did a couple of, let's see, we drove through some Hollywood a little bit more, and Mary Jo pointed out some other places, like we saw the church where Sister Act was filmed inside, and um, a couple things like that, and I learned about some flowers that I really liked. Um, jacaranda trees. Yeah, Nancy had told me about some trees, the jacaranda trees, which they had at Disneyland. So then I knew what they were. Jasmines. Yes, the jasmine flowers that we really, we kept smelling these flowers. Was that at Legoland, David? Yes, and so we couldn't figure out what it was, but Nancy is the plant expert, and so she told us what it was. So then we started seeing them everywhere that we went. She came to my backyard and saw them and went, that's those flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, and so with Mary Jo, we ate at, we went to the Hollywood and Highland area, uh-huh. and we ate at California Pizza Kitchen. Okay. Because, you know, that's a very California thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's more because that's what we knew our children would eat pizza. Right. Yeah, there's that too. Um, but so we also, oh, you know what we did first? We went to Travel Town, the train yard mm-hmm. in Griffith Park. Okay. And it's not the little train that you've seen at Walt's Barn that you sit on. It's a little one that you sit in. But mm-hmm. um, And it kind of goes around the park two times. But the boys and Lydia, too, actually, all the kids really liked that just because it was a little train. And then they had some other trains that you could walk in the engines and stuff. And So that was a neat area. We weren't there very long, but I think you probably could have spent a little bit more time if you wanted to, looking around at all the different train cars and there were a lot of people having birthday parties and picnic lunches and stuff there, so it was a nice little area. And then after Didn't that, David uh, see a star over there also? I did. He saw yes, a star. Leah, you be quiet. I did totally see a star. <laughs> I saw one of the stars from Leah's Soap, All My Children. Oh, my God. Don't I, say it like that. I'm, well, what else am I going to say? I saw a very artsy film that they debuted at Cannes, <laughs> and there was one of the stars. It was one of your soap. You don't watch the soap anymore, to be fair. But it was a girl from All no, My Children. No, you Soap. do. I'm positive it was her. <laughs> yeah, nobody else saw her, so we don't know, but he thinks that he saw a celebrity. So oh, we're going to call me a liar on this podcast, then <laughs> that was her. <laughs> and so then after that, Mary Jo got to be there when I cried for the first time on our vacation, and we went to see, we went to ride the carousel, the Walt nice. carousel. And this is really nerdy, but, you know, I mean, it was for a Disney Parks fan right. to be able to see that. And Mary Jo had actually never ridden the carousel, and so we got all the kids on there <laughs> and did it. And it was just, and Leah and I kept looking at each other and saying, are you crying a little bit? Yes, I am. <laughs> and so it was just, I took a picture of an old man sitting by himself on a bench. And it was just, I mean, it was it was really neat because that's, you know, we talked about this and said that's the, 
that's the beginning, or at least one of the beginnings. I mean, obviously right. there were a bunch of ideas that, that all came together, but that there's actually that spot, and then to get to see the bench later, and Leah and I were talking about it in the context of what I study, and said what's really cool about it is, you know, other corporations, like a McDonald's or like a Burger King or something like that, I mean, McDonald's corporate office or Burger King or Walmart or whatever corporation you want to pick, you go to their building and you're seeing the building in the present. But being able to go to places like this in California, you actually get to be at the places where the beginnings of some of these ideas happened, these ideas happened, and that's, that's a very rare opportunity and I think helps you appreciate more what we experience, at least as, as, as Disney World folks, what it helps us experience a lot more. And so even from there, and that was just an amazing experience. Leah said out of the, you know, asked me, out of the five days in California and in Hollywood, what was your favorite experience? And I said, hands down, if I only could have kept one thing, it would have been going to that carousel. And it was short and it was cheap and it was small, but the idea is still is that that's where the genesis of this idea, or at least one of them, kind of started. How cool is it to be able to ride that carousel? And again, it's extremely cheesy and sappy and emotional, but welcome to, to being a Disney Parks fan. <laughs> <laughs> and for those, for some people that might not know, this, there's this carousel in Griffith Park, and every Saturday, Walt took his daughters to do something. They had Daddy-Daughter Day. And so they would ride the carousel, and he would sit on a bench. That's why David took this picture of this random old man sitting on a bench. And he would watch his daughters ride the ride the carousel, and he couldn't ride because grown-ups didn't do stuff like that back then. And so as he watched, he decided, and there's even some quote about, as I watched and I sat there and eating peanuts, then I decided that I wanted a place for parents and children to be able to play together, basically. And so that's where he got, came up with the idea for Disneyland. And then the neat thing, Mary Jo told us, the bench is actually at Disneyland. And so inside um, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, when you walk in that area, you can see the bench that he actually sat on with this quote about the peanuts. And so it was, so that was really cool. And what's neat about it for us, too, is that our kids, even though they're seven and five, can tell you all about the history of Disneyland and Walt Disney World and how this started. And so they really enjoyed it and even wanted to go back a couple times then to look at this bench and read this quote. And have, Jacob was telling some boy in line all about how Walt Disney started Disneyland. And this boy's kind of looking at him like, what? Why? <laughs> and, you know, but th- so that was a really cool thing for us to get to see. So, and then it was cool would... that Mary Jo had never been on it. And so she got to ride on it with us. And so it was really neat. That was really, um, I was really impressed with all the details that Jacob knew. <laughs> yes, well, he's amazing. He, he knows even more because he's been to, is it called the Disney Gallery by Great Moments in the, yes. Great Moments in the yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he watched the movie there and read all the plaques on the wall and everything. So now he's even more full of trivia and history than he was before. Nice. So, yeah, so. Leslie's gonna have a run for yeah, his he money. Is. <laughs> West and, jo- and Jacob can have their own show. <laughs> well, they probably could. The future um, of the Diz. There you go. Yeah. So, so that was really fun, and it was neat to drive through Griffith, Griffith Park. We got to see the zoo. We didn't go to it, but we got to see where that was, and just to kind of see the park. Um, and it was on a Saturday, so there were a lot of people around, and so that was kind of fun. Um, and then we did some more driving around and pointing out different things. And um, I said we were at the Hollywood and Highland Center for lunch. I don't remember the order of all of these things, but. Um, so we got to see the Walk of Fame and all the stars on the sidewalks. And the boys, actually, I didn't – that was that was towards the end of the day, and we were all sort of winding down, and it was hot, and everybody was kind of just ready to be done. But today in the van, I had asked the boys, you know, what they liked, and Jacob said that he really liked that. And I hadn't really realized, you know, if they were actually paying attention or what, because everybody was just kind of ready to get back in our van in the air conditioning. And so that was kind of fun to hear. You know, we looked for pe- people that had to do with Disney – we found um, we found Roy Disney. We found Disneyland. We found Alan Menken's sign or star. We found Kermit the Frog, the Muppets, and so that was just neat to to look for people that we knew and that we could show the kids, you know, who was there. Um, and then I got pulled off by <laughs> Darth Vader wearing platform shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't want to. I walked up and I had the boys are huge into Star Wars. So there was a stormtrooper and Darth Vader, and we had already gotten pictures with Iron Man. I think I gave Iron Man and Iron Patriot. So I think I gave them each two bucks, and they were very gracious. Thank you very much. 
and I, it was probably a little cheaper than they used to, but they were very kind about it. And so I'm like, oh, this is not going to go too, you know, this is going to go nice. So I walked up to Darth Vader and uh, the Stormtrooper, and Darth Vader starts talking in a very non-Darth Vader voice, of course, and um, <laughs> with his little plastic lightsaber, and says to me, uh, just so you know how this normally works is you normally give us about 20 and we split it, and anything over that, then we would split in half as well. And I said, I only have $6 on me, and that's really all I had because I didn't have any cash with me. I was just right. used to you know, using mm-hmm. plastic. They said, well, he said, do you need an ATM machine? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't want to pay the fees for an ATM machine. He looks at me, I, I, I'm assuming he looked at me, and said, see you later. I'm like, oh, okay, how pleasant was that? And, and they're later, not supposed to do that. Well, later they're not I supposed to. by me, and yeah, he was wearing platform, like very tall platform shoes. <laughs> and I, I'm guessing his, his black platform shoes that he had to make him taller were probably at least eight, eight inches, eight oh, inches tall. <laughs> so, yeah, he was very unpleasant. Of course, the boys cried because they don't get it. You know, and so, I mean, they're used to seeing characters at the parks and it being free. And the Iron Man took the pictures with them and they were so excited because Jacob picked Iron Man and Jonah wanted the Star Wars. that They were crying afterwards and I had to explain to them, you know, well, people are greedy. Here's what greed is. <laughs> and so it was, uh, you know. So we got a little life lesson as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we headed back to Nancy's house and we had a cookout. There were some other dessers in town. And then um, a couple local people, and so we had had a cookout. And um, what was what's the chicken from Nancy? Is it from the Luau? Oh, the Polynesian. Yeah. So yeah, from had, the Luau at Walt Disney World. Yeah. So we had Disney chicken, and so <laughs> so that was nice. We were there for a few hours and had had a nice time getting to see some people that we normally only see on the podcast cruises and things like that. So that was kind of fun. Um, and our kids loved playing together, so I don't think we saw them the entire evening. Yeah, <laughs> running around <laughs> playing, and Jacob even made friends with the neighbor boy and said, "All right, you pick me up at the neighbors. I'm taking off." <laughs> so, <laughs> so they just made themselves at home and had a great time. Well, and these neighbors were actually work for Disney, also. So, <laughs> yeah, so they count. So it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Um, one other thing that we did—I don't remember which day it was—but we stopped at the animation studios. Is that where we stopped, David? Uh, and, yeah. and we went and asked the security guard if we could walk in and take a picture. Um, that's the building that has the seven dwarfs holding it up. Okay, yeah, well, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah, so we didn't get to yeah, walk that all Friday. the way in, but we could kind of stand in far enough that we could take our picture, and so that was kind of fun. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. And then, so the really, next, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we really enjoyed all the, all those extra things. You know, we wanted, obviously, to go to Disneyland, but we also, we really wanted to see Hollywood and, you know, California and all these other things. And so that was really fun to get to drive around and see all those all those little landmarks and things that you see on TV and the movies and everything. So Next day was Dodger Day? Yeah. Yes. The next day um, we got up in the morning. Actually, we got up in the morning and we figured, we, we I think Leah had discussed in the podcast that we were interested in doing a character breakfast. And so we settled on Surf's Up with Mickey, since we're used to doing Chef Mickey. is normally the only character meal that we do when we're in Orlando. Uh-huh. And so we thought it was perfect that we could do that on a day that we didn't have to be, because we didn't want to waste any Disneyland park time. So we did it that morning, um, and it actually took a lot long. The character interaction was uh, definitely a little different than we're used to. Uh, we're used to a very rigid rotation at Chef Mickey's and stuff, and there's a handler with them, and you know they're going to get at every table. And we actually had to accost um, Pluto or Goofy, one of them, Pluto, um, in an aisle before he was about to greet some other children. And we never liked being those people, but he had come, made his rounds right before our table. He had stopped. There was a little surf dancing thing or something, and he completely skipped three tables and then left for about 45 minutes. And our kids, my Jonah specifically, loved Pluto. And so I asked him with the waiter, and he said, well, I'll ask somebody and see what I can do. They might have better luck. Because normally, again, at Disney World, you can ask the handler or the attendant, whatever you want to call them. And so finally, on our way out, he was right there, and we decided we take a picture, and Pluto was very willing to take a picture. And so uh, that was a neat meal, a neat way to start it off as our first real Disneyland experience. And then we left pretty much right from there. We dropped off Leah at the hotel, uh, grabbed our stuff, and then the the Dodgers game was a 1-110, I think, or a 115 start. So uh, we left to make the the ugly trek uh, to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> How was um, that? <laughs> well, okay, so here's here's the thing, and I, I, this this keeps becoming a theme, and we talked about this with, with Mary Jo and, and with Nancy. It was all foreign to us because we live in a very small area, and 
if something is my campus where I work, where I teach, is 23 miles away, I can leave 25 minutes before I need to go to work, and I can be at my door. Right. And so having to pay attention to what route is this, what route is this, and then once you got off the exit on Stadium Way, just the line to get up there, and it's quite a steep hill, and I didn't know it was on the side of the mountain. And so quite a steep hill to get up there, and I'm a Cubs fan, and so uh, when I go to a Cubs game, we take public transportation because there's no parking downtown. And so I can leave an hour before the game, get on public transportation, not have to do a thing, and get dropped off right next to the park, and it was just odd. So the, the drive there was kind of miserable and the walk into the park. But once you get there, I mean, Dodger Stadium is one of those iconic stadiums, right. at least for me as a baseball fan. I mean, the kids don't care. But for me as a baseball fan, to get to get to go there, and I told the boys about who the pitcher was, and I had gotten tickets from StubHub. Our tickets together cost $37 for three of our tickets. Nice. And we were in um, the the top deck reserved in the first row on an aisle, which is what's nice about StubHub. I would recommend to anybody who has never used it that wants to go to a game on vacation anywhere because you can actually know whether or not you're on an aisle, what your seat numbers are, what row you're in, where a lot of times if you go to these baseball you know, or football websites and just buy tickets from them, you just kind of say, give me the best available or give me this section, and you're taking a shot. I got to pick the exact seats from the day that I bought them to know, and so we were right there at one of the railings. We could look over. We didn't have an obstructed view, and it was honking hot. I mean, it was – the sun was – I think I reapplied. Jacob kept saying, why are you doing this again? I reapplied sunscreen about four or five times because the sun was right at our necks. Um, but, you know, we got to go around and play. They had those two little play- playgrounds and stuff there, and they suckered me into buying some Dodgers merchandise, and I swore that I'd never buy my children anything but Cubs <laughs> blue. But I can, they, 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 were playing the, they were playing the Cardinals, who are our bitter rivals, and so it was nice that I at least got to buy them something that was at least rooting against the Cardinals. And we went to fan services and got um, little uh, you know, certificates, my first Dodger game. And they have a really neat system that, our, nice. that, that Wrigley Field doesn't have, where they will give your kids... Um, a little bracelet that they put on that you write on their seat section number, seat number, row, aisle, all that kind of stuff, so that if they oh. run off or get lost, then security can find out, oh, okay, here's where their parents are, are at least supposed to be sitting, or they can kind of watch by that section. And I thought that was a really neat touch that they didn't have to do. Now, I had to ask for it. They said, would you like a bracelet? But then what was also kind of neat is, and I haven't been to Wrigley at all this year yet, but uh, they had a little card that they said, are you drinking today? And, and we don't drink, so I said no. And so they said, uh, well, great, if you sign this form that you're, that you're not, that you're gonna re, uh, not drink, uh, during the game and then when you drive home, then you get a free soda. So I got a free soda, which, you know, was only four or five bucks, but with what I had plunked down for merchandise already, yeah. it was kinda neat. We didn't make it the whole time, cause five and seven, they understand a little bit about it, but it was really right. hot. And baseball and we had long. been, we had been so busy with doing all the cool stuff and going nonstop to Hollywood through Burbank through all this other stuff. That they had, you could see from our hotel room at the Hojo, you could see the splash area, and they had not yet gotten to do it. And so when they said, "If we leave now, could we go in the splash area?" and I said, "Yes, we can go." So I think we made it to about um, the end of the sixth inning, and which was longer, much longer than I had thought we'd make wow. it. And so uh, we were walking out during the seventh inning stretch, which you know, to Cubs fans, seventh inning stretch is a big deal. So they got to hear them sing. Um, and then we, you know, walked walked a long trek back to our car and uh, and went we're home. And then that night, our last night before we went to Disneyland, uh, we got to go and, and and play in the splash area, and it was nice. still sunny out for quite a while. So, how did they like the splash area there, David? Oh, they liked it because it's uh, they're they're not huge fans. Like they don't know how to swim very well, and so they're not huge fans of water slides that dump out into a lot of water. But they enjoyed the uh, Jacob is kind of a puppet master. And so uh, he enjoyed kind of helping other kids avoid the big dump bucket mm. and telling them that, that was kind of their game was to go down the slides and get out before that huge bucket of water dumped on them. And so it was really kind of neat for them to get to see that. And it was kind of a neat boy, daddy, boy, t- daddy, son time because we had done the game. And then that night, Leah kept Lydia inside because of how hot and how sunny it was. And so she was um, she stayed inside up in the room and started to get us packed to leave that night and so it was just us and we actually had another neat baseball moment Leah I don't know if you told them this yet but uh, we were driving home one night actually I think Nancy was from your house that Friday yeah. night and we're driving past and I said whoa there's Angel Stadium and I said well I should take a picture and the parking lot gate was open and I said should we go in and Leah said what are they going to do they're not going to see him again go ahead and go in I'm thinking well they could arrest me <laughs> and, and so, uh, so we drive into the parking lot and then I think nobody's stopping me well let's go a little further and Leah said there's people coming out of the stadium you should be fine I said, yeah, there are probably people who work here. Because it, it, it was not a, a, a day they had 
a home game. That's why we ended up having to go to a Dodgers game. Not because I dislike the Dodgers, but we would have rather go closer. I think Tony's, Tony's advice was try to go to an Angels game because the getting there is going to be a right. lot easier from where you are. But they weren't home, and so we got up there, and we just parked the van and said, you know what, forget it. We're only here once. Let's do it. We got to get out. I got to take a picture of Albert Pujols' poster to rub it in all the Cardinals fans' noses <laughs> that, 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 that we live around. And, you know, the whole setup there was so cool. And we took pictures of the boys and took pictures under the sign. And it was about as cool of a thing, but it was even neater, is that we said, well, this is really cool. Too bad we can't see Dodger Stadium with them not knowing that they were actually going to go there on Sunday. So it was a neat for a, oh, for neat. a sports fan. It was kind of a neat uh, for a baseball fan. It was a it was a really neat experience. So next day you moved to the Disneyland Hotel? Yes, very, very early in the morning. <laughs> David wanted us to leave, what, like 6.30 or something? 6.30. I don't think rope that drop, happened. Rope drop, rope drop. I think it was more like 7.15. But, um, yeah, so we moved over to the Disneyland Hotel, and our room wasn't ready yet, no. you know, because it was obviously yeah. 7 o'clock in the morning. But um, we were able to leave our luggage there, and we parked and everything, and um, they were going to text us then when our room was ready, and they actually didn't, which was kind of weird. They called, um, even though they specifically said, do you want to call or a text? Let me that guess, 4 o'clock? Um, Almost right on the button? <laughs> I don't remember. No, okay. it was actually it was actually early in that, Leah, because okay. I was back. I went back around 3 yeah. o'clock, and the room was ready. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was earlier than that. Um, and so then we headed over to Disneyland, and so... It was really fun. Jacob even said this, too. He liked getting to walk through downtown Disney uh-huh. every time. He said, because I really got to know it. I really got to see what was going on there every day. <laughs> and so so he really enjoyed that. But it was also fun for us to see how close it was. Because I said this before to you guys, I can't picture what this looks like. Right. And you know, everybody mm-hmm. keeps saying, well, it's right across the street. Well, how many right across the streets can there be? Well, <laughs> everything is literally right across the street. And then... um I think it took us, what, maybe 10, 10 minutes, 12 minutes? It took us 12, well, yeah, we, we clocked it at right about 12 minutes from getting out of our hotel to being at the Esplanade. And this, okay. was, and was, this was more Memorial Day, right? This yeah. was on Memorial Day. Yeah, on Memorial yeah. Day, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also, as far as time, we walked Sunday night from the Howard Johnson to Earl of Sandwich to eat, and that was about nice. 12 minutes, too. Yeah. So, just for people to know, which actually, I guess, means... How, or, uh, Earl of Sandwich is all the way at the end of downtown Disney. Uh-huh. So it really is a pretty quick walk to get to Disneyland if you yep. stay there. Yep. So, um, and so what did we do? We, well, we think the ticket system is a little weird. It's okay. I'm not sure why we have to be scanned so many times to get into the park. Oh, really- uh, because they're seeing if your picture's on file. Because of the... Well, but it was... It was a it was a three step process. Yeah. So you had yeah. to have your hand stamp checked. Mm-hmm. You had to have your ticket scanned by the little phone thingy right. to make sure your picture matched, and then you had to be scanned by the machine. And yeah. what's interesting is we didn't realize until the second day. You know, our package had the four passes in it, and the boys wanted the ones with lightning on them, so I gave them to them, not realizing one of those was an adult pass. Ah. And so Oops. Jonah Jonah had an adult pass, and I had a child pass the entire time. And they never once said anything. And there were, I thought, well, maybe it's because he was going in right before me, and so right. they realized, okay, let's see. But it, well, there were times where we were not together whatsoever. We went in separately. I went in early to get in line for fast pass or something, and they they never once batted an eye. So it was just, wow. it wasn't bad. It was just, uh, again, context Weird. is important here. Yeah. We're so used to even people that complain. You know, you'll hear people gripe about uh, how long putting your finger, at least for the time being finger on the scanning machines at right. the turnstile that Disney World is. I mean, that process is nothing compared to this. And I know some somebody told us that they thought that that may be recent, that they've just started doing the hand stamps recently. They've just started the thing with the phone and the picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Because, of, because of people selling days off of their four- and five-day passes. I got you. So they, they were renting, renting you know, the pass to you for a couple days or whatever. Okay. So they're they're making sure that only one person can use a ticket. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. It yeah. was just kind of it was odd, you know, that here we're giving your our tickets to this lady, and then sometimes yeah. they would keep all four of them and then hand them to the next person. Sometimes they'd hand them back to us one at a time. Right. But it was it just it was just sort of awkward. We just weren't used to that, yeah. I guess. Well, and in fact, 
there was enough of a hitch in the in in the process that one day Jacob's ticket did not get scanned, and we did not realize that until we were in the back of the park trying to get fast passes. Oh yeah, right. And I it said it said your ticket has not been used for entrance today, and I thought yes it has. He's in the park. <laughs> but whatever happened, you know they oh that was that was that was an, uh, an early entry day, and so we also had our hotel keys out, and so I think there was somebody new being trained, and so the the cast member behind the turnstile said, no, 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 you don't have to give me every ID. You just tell me that you've seen them, you know, telling this to the other cast member, tell me that you've seen their hotel IDs and they'll be fine. And so she basically handed her everything, and somehow it didn't get scanned. Luckily, the ride we were trying to get on that day, um, at that time, there was a short enough standby wait that we didn't need them. But I'm thinking, oh, no, am I going to have to go all the way back to the front of the park Right. to get this done because these weren't done. So it wasn't it wasn't by any means horrible or it didn't ruin I'm never gonna go as far to say it ruined our experience. It was an amazing time. It was just a little hit that we were spoiled, I guess if you will, uh-huh. about even even if we say even if people complain about the speed or lack thereof at times in Orlando, it felt much faster to us that it moved more quickly, especially when high school students started showing up at night. Right. Um, it, it, it moved a lot more quickly in Orlando than it did with all those different steps. But it makes sense why they do it. It just it doesn't yeah. make it any less frustrating. Right. Yeah. So, so what were you, what were some of your highlights at Disneyland? Um, hmm. Well, we really enjoyed sort of comparing the rides to Walt mm-hmm. Disney World, doing some of them that are, you know, the same in both places. Right. Um, we first started out, we tried to do rides that weren't the same, and we first, we all walked in together. Jacob wanted to run in ahead. We said, no, 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 you, you can't say that, you know, I was first at Disneyland. So we all held hands as we walked in, walked in just so we could, we could all be in at the same time. Nice. And we um, walked, actually, we didn't walk down Main Street. We got on, uh, um, what was it, David, one of the... The fire truck or something. Or the yeah, one of the vehicles. Like I don't remember which one. Um, but we rode that down Main Street, which was kind of a neat first thing, you know, to be able to sit and look out and do that. Um, and we stopped and got our first visit buttons and did that first. And we picked up our photo pass. We did the photo pass plus this time. Um, and just because we didn't want to have to worry about, right. you know, taking our own pictures everywhere, we thought it'd be nice to just be able to not have to do that so much. Well, and again, having experience at Disney World, it's a lot different pre-ordering the photo pass plus in Disneyland you know, from, from Disney's website, ordering it two weeks ahead of time is only $75. And for right. that, you get all of your photos from any dining experiences. You get all of your photos from any of the on-ride attraction cameras, which for us ended up being kind of a waste because our kids are so small that in most of the, pic- in most of the pictures you see me and the kids are either ducking or like on Radiator Springs Racers, I don't think that we we rode it a total of five or six times, however, with child swap and that kind of stuff, right. that I don't think we got any pictures where you can see the kids' heads because their heads are right where those bars are. So that wasn't as big of a deal as we'd like to be with in all of our pictures. And we actually, I had posted on the boards a couple of weeks before we left asking questions about, you know, people if they thought PhotoPass was worth it. Because I know at Disney World, they're everywhere. Right. And people, and then I got some people that said, oh, we got found plenty of pictures. And then other people who said, no, there's not very many. I thought there were plenty. In fact, I was kind of pushing to take advantage of more because whether you take 500 pictures or seven, it's still the same cost. And so we took advantage of pretty much Every opportunity we saw a photopath photographer, we got it. And so it was kind of, it was kind of nice to have and just get that out of the, out of the way right away, um, up at the end of Main Street. Um, so we first went to the Storybook Land Canal Boats, because that's obviously something that we don't have. And, um, then we did the Matterhorn. And we, I, we talked about this on another podcast. We had to do a lot of rider switch, um, because Lydia is not old enough to go on things. Right. And so, um, we got pretty good at pretty good at doing that, and so one one problem we had with it, and I totally understand why they do it. You can only take one person with you. The rider switches for two people. Right. We had thought, so we'll have one adult use the card and then bring both boys. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I thought you one. could do that. I thought you could do no, both and boys. For us, it was we were like, oh, it's only one more. But if you had more kids, yeah. you know, you can't just bring everybody. So it makes sense. We just, we didn't realize it. We've been thinking, oh, they'll each get to ride every ride twice right, right. in a row. Right, um, And so, you know, that was a little bit of a hitch in our plans. But anyway, so they got to ride, you know, everything normally a couple times. We, they took turns using the rider switch. Um, and we we wanted them to try everything that they could. So like they're they're tall enough for Space Mountain now, so they tried that and loved it and wanted to go on it multiple times. 
Um, they're convinced that Gorge is not nearly as scary as Florida's, even though nice. they've never been on Florida's. <laughs> but they think it's a lot less scary. So we'll see if that holds up next time we go to Disney World. <laughs> um, but so it was, we really enjoyed comparing some of the rides. And like I said, we tried to do everything first that wasn't at Disney World. Uh-huh. Um, we really love Small World and we don't, I mean, you know, we go on the ride at Disney World, but oh, I can't like, stand it. I can't stand it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in, in Orlando, I, I'm not joking. Give me a root canal, and if I can pass that ride, and I'll take it without Novocaine. And I, I, I cannot. My my mother is a huge fan of that ride in Orlando, and I have no idea what it what it is. I just I I am absolutely. I will intentionally avoid that ride. Here <laughs> here we went on it what three times, Leah? I think so. And it mm-hmm. was really it. it Maybe it's because it's different. It's because there were other things to look at, and it was fun to kind of play the, you know, find the Disney characters game. And I know some people, purists, would be against that. But nonetheless, it was neat to experience it differently. And so I actually right. enjoyed it here. And my, my own mother couldn't believe that I said I enjoyed that ride. But that was a that was a definitely a, a an, an interesting ride to get to experience in a different way. Yeah, we really liked um, Toontown, because I really liked Toontown at Disney World. But now uh-huh. it's gone. I know a lot of people hated it. I really liked it. I thought the houses were cute, and so I know the kids really enjoyed it. Mary Jo babysat the kids one night, and I think they spent quite a while there playing. Um, and so we liked that. We really liked Pirates. I think we went on that maybe three times, and that's just kind of a surreal experience when you're used to the other one. It's, like, so different. If just walking in, like, you can see the loading area, and you're going up the ramp to get in. Like, it was just totally, just totally different. And so that was really interesting to get to do that, um, to see how different it was. Because I know everybody says that they love the Disneyland one so much more, and it's longer. And so we enjoyed Pirates a lot. So we went on that several times. Um, what else? Haunted Mansion, we didn't really, I know, I mean, there were some different things, but it wasn't that yeah. and different enough. You know, I think we only went on that. We might have only gone on that once. Once, yeah. We did like the queue there. We really liked the entrance to that one a lot better. Um, well, and, and and for me, you know, teaching the Disney class that I teach where I take students down to Disney World, I my, my biggest takeaway, because Leah kept asking me, what do you like the most? My biggest takeaway, this is going to sound odd, was understanding in that I always teach my students because I know why certain decisions or tweaks you know, whether you want to call them improvements, you can argue semantics about whether they're an improvement or a, or a mistake or a tweak, but the changes that they made and the different things they approached when they built the Orlando Park, uh-huh. I had always taught about them because I read about them and I know about them and I know why they were made, but I never got to experience why they were made. <laughs> right. I mean, when, when, when we were at the Howard Johnson and we went out on our balcony, I mean, it was a very, very small balcony, but a balcony nonetheless, and we looked out on the balcony and Jacob said, whoa! There's Space Mountain right there. And I looked and saw it and I went, holy cow. Because normally I always teach my students about, you know, the reason for the, for the space was, um, you know, how, how close they were to the highway and guests were seeing rush hour traffic. But I, I illustrate that the best way I can, which is with pictures from Google Earth. So showing a big zoom out picture of the park and how close you can see the highways. But now actually getting to experience it and getting to understand it. Uh-huh. And I say, oh. Yeah, I completely, okay, now that, that makes sense. I understand why he would have wanted to make that change or, or I understand, you know, now, you know, why we have a stretching room in Orlando in the Haunted Mansion, um, and how it serves different purposes. Obviously, actually, is an elevator in one and not in the other, but because of the space they were constricted by and just all these different things, it just made it, again, I'm not making a better or worse judgment call or not because I think to each their own when it comes to theme park enjoyment. I just think that it really, it provided context and showed me, yeah, I can completely get why they changed this in Orlando. Whether you love that change or hate that change, it makes sense to me. And, uh, and as an academic, as a, you know, as a person who does a lot of thinking like that, it really made things come alive more to me because now I said, man, that makes so much sense why they did this. Now it all started to kind of click. And that was one of my favorite, again, it sounds nerdy, but that was one of my absolute favorite parts of the, of the five days in Disneyland. Um, we went to see Fantasmic uh-huh. the first night, which we all really liked. The one thing that we didn't like was having to sit and wait for two hours to yeah. save our seat. Yeah. But, um, we, actually that 
first day, Nancy and her family were there because it was a Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and so they were off and there at the park and showed us where we should go sit. And Mary Jo was there. We ate at um, Carnation Cafe for lunch. And mm-hmm. so they showed us where we should sit. And so um, the two little kids and I went and sat there, and we got our supper beforehand and went and sat and ate while we waited. And then Dave and Jacob went and got our luggage and everything back into the room um, so they could do that while we waited, which was really nice that we were 10 minutes from the entrance, you know. And so, um, yeah, so we also found it interesting how their roping off system, like they're very particular about exactly where you're allowed to stand. And Uh so that was Mm -hmm. kind of interesting to see the system. And people line up so early for everything. And so we just, so we did that for a couple hours. But it was nice that we got to, you know, just sit for a little while and we got to eat our supper and everything. And um, so we all love Fantasmic. We have not seen it as a family at Disney World. And we didn't know if the boys would be scared or not or anything because it's a little dark, you know. Yeah. Um, but everybody loved it. So that was really fun. Um, and I don't know if there's anything else specific at Disneyland. The boys loved the Main Street Cinema. They loved oh, nice. Steamboat Willie. <laughs> because, I mean, Jacob even now has a stuffed Steamboat Willie that he bought with his spending money. Loved it so Aww. much. And I don't know how many times he sat in there and watched it. Well, Mary Jo, didn't you say that the night that, that you babysat them, that they kept you stuck in there for about a half an hour watching the cartoon? We, minimum of a half hour. Lydia <laughs> spent the whole, I would say, 25 minutes climbing up and down stairs. Yep. <laughs> and the boys went from cartoon to cartoon and they told me they weren't ready to leave yet and and I was you know I just wanted them to have fun and they truly and they were telling me all about Steamboat Willie and playing crazy and it was so cute because they were laughing out loud um just truly enjoying the the um and other adults who came in were watching your children having fun and they were smiling and having fun and they were getting well, a kick out of Lydia just climbing up and down stairs. Well, and what, I, what I think is neat about that is, you know, because you kind of say, okay, really? I mean, those cartoons are so old. But then you think about it and you think about the generation of, of our kids. They don't, and again, don't, don't start sending letters to the podcast team about whether or not this is good or bad. I'm just, I think, like. That would be David Sonola. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> they, don't, they don't know Looney Tunes. They don't right. know Tom and Jerry. They don't know silly slapstick comedy. And, you know, because nowadays, mm-hmm. all of the kids' shows are about solving a mystery, putting together a puzzle. Learning so something. cartoons that are just plain silly, they're not used to. And so when they see stuff like that, they crack up. It was funny to me, too, because Mary Jo, the first time we had them in there, I met Leah, and she said, we're in the Main Street Cinema again. <laughs> and I went in there to find them. And, yeah, Jonah just had the biggest smile on his face watching, I, I don't know if it was Steamboat Willie or yeah, something, but just thinking that the smallest things were hysterical. And I thought, what in the world? Like, it's not, it, it's neat, but it's not that funny. And I, I can appreciate funny. It's not that funny. <laughs> but I started to think, well, you know, they don't, just stupid, goofy kid humor like that, they don't know. You know, they don't, yeah. they, 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 they're not experienced by it. So it was, and then apparently the, they, they then took Mary Jo from doing that to the text message we got as we were coming back from dinner was, uh, your boys are helping cast members pick up trash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was that was actually towards the end of the night, and I think what we were going to do is we were going to meet you in, in Town Square, and your kids are so engaging. Um, Jacob went up to the cast member, and he had uh, one of those grabber things, and he was just asking the cast member all kinds of questions about his job, and before I knew it, the cast member handed his uh, trash picker rubber to Jacob, and he was picking up trash, and of course Jonas saw that, and he wanted to get in the action, and and both boys were going around, and then they started looking for trash. It was so cute. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that uh, at home. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's kids ever do no. that at home, and if they exactly. do, they're lying to you. <laughs> sounds yeah. like a, that well, sounds like a full day at Disneyland. Yeah. Well, the last part, the the trash picking up was a different night. Different night. Okay. But but yeah, it yeah. was probably. I mean, there were we were, we were we were at every night we were at Disneyland. This was yeah. a purpose because we didn't have no idea when or if we'll be back before right. they're you know out of the house. And so we said we're going to take advantage of as much time as possible. So I would say that the earliest we ever left left the park was ten o'clock. Right. Yeah. So we were we 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 were out. Those things may not have all been that first day, but we were definitely. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you said you were there close to Rope Prop and and saw Fantasmic, so that's, yeah. Right. Right. All right, folks, we've been talking for almost an hour. Let's take a little break. We're going to cut this off here, and we'll, we'll start up a new segment, and we'll continue, and we'll talk about California Adventure. So... Thank you. That is going to do it for this segment of the Disney Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.